Hey there, welcome to The Career Prescription. I'm your host, Marjorie Stiegler. This podcast is all about the important stuff they don't teach you in medical school, about how to treat your career like the business it really is, and how to be strategic about your success. I'll show you how to use modern strategies to get ahead, create your own path, and do more of what you love. Every episode is inspired by questions from listeners just like you, so be sure to subscribe and, of course, send me those questions so I can use them on a future episode. So you don't miss anything, be sure to always check the show notes on my website. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hey there, welcome back. This episode is all about online courses and some common myths about creating online courses. You know, I always base my podcast episodes on listener questions, and this is no exception, although it's a little bit kind of like a mashup of questions because I received many, many questions about this at my recent webinar, How to Pivot, uh, which was sort of in an ask me anything format. So I did get asked a lot of questions and apparently online courses are very much on your minds. Um, If you are interested to check out that webinar, I'll have it in the show notes uh, on my website. So many of you, you want to know how to create an online course, how to launch an online course, how to choose the platforms and tech for your online courses, and how to create online courses that people will actually buy. And I've totally got you there. Um, You also might be surprised to know that many, many physicians who are speakers are actually turning towards online courses and as an extension of their work. So if public speaking has been sort of a key part of your work up to date, you might want to consider this angle, even if you haven't really thought about it in that way before, because whatever it is that you're delivering to an audience from a stage, you may be able to do that uh, just as well through a digital means through an online course, um, and potentially reach an even bigger audience to be able to help more people, which of course is the ultimate goal. Now, before I get into these six online course myths and explain why I think they're wrong, I'm going to share a tiny handful of things that I do think are absolutely essential. So there are some things that you really do need before you get started. Uh, you should have actual experience, and this can be real life uh, experience or formal training, but you've got to have experience and expertise in your subject matter. Now, you don't have to be the world's leading expert on something, but you do have to have a basis for what you're going to teach. That's just obvious, uh, you know, credibility um, for for your course. And then secondly, you should have a validated course idea. And simply put, this means you should have a clear picture of the problem that you're going to be solving or the need that you're going to be addressing and for whom. So that means you need to know what the customer or you know the audience wants and needs. And you also need to know who the customer or the intended audience is. And that's super important in order to know what people will want to buy from you. And also really important in order to be able to let them know that you have a solution to their problems. Now, it's important to know, and we'll get into this in a minute, that you can validate your online course idea before you spend all the time and energy to physically create it, especially if that involves paid tech. Um, That's something that you should definitely do is validate it first before you do all that stuff. Uh, You can deliver a high quality online course for basically uh, almost no money. And I can tell you about specific platforms and methods to do that. But you can also, of course, um, deliver a very high quality, sort of more white glove, higher end premium course, um, you will need to make some investments in terms of your platforms and what you're willing to put into the creation. But then again, you can also uh, charge more when you do this because you have a more professional product and a a, um, elevated user experience. 
So wherever you are, uh, these are three things that you certainly can do. Um, and it's really important to know that you've got to have that experience or expertise and that validated idea. But so long as you have those bits of knowledge that I've just just laid out, um, here are six myths that a lot of people think are true that hold a lot of people back. And I'm going to tell you what they are and why they are not true. So online course myth number one, someone else is already doing it. And so I've been there. I've done that. Everybody feels this way. Speakers feel the same way and authors feel the same way and probably every other creative type out there. And so you look around and you think this person is so far ahead of me, or that person is so much more well-known than I am, or that person beat me to it. They have the same idea. Or why would anybody want to learn from me when there's a course from that person on the same topic? This is very, very common. I don't know if this is imposter syndrome or just sort of people's lack of experience with this, but it is not a problem if someone else is already doing it. In fact, I think that's really great news. It's great news. It means that the idea has been validated already and there's a real need and there are paying customers out there. So nobody can do you, right? Nobody can do your unique style, your unique delivery, your personal perspective and touch on things. So you can be thinking about the same type of content and have a very, very different uh, actual experience for the customer, even if the content is identical. And of course it won't be identical, but even if it were identical, you would be delivering a very different experience. There is a mega billion dollar industry of online courses going on. And not everybody who delivers it is Tony Robbins, right? If there was only room for one, then there would be just a few, but in fact, there are many, I mean, this is a huge booming business, online education. There are plenty of people out there who cover the same topics you're interested in. And there's plenty of people out there who cover the same topics that I do. Uh, and, and that does not reduce your chances of success. So that's a huge myth. Someone else is already doing it, uh, is, I guess it's a true statement. Somebody else is already doing it, but that's not a reason to prevent you from moving forward, right? That it's a myth that you shouldn't pursue something because someone else is already doing it. Okay. Online course myth number two, it's expensive to produce and create an online course. This is 100% not true. It does not have to be. It certainly can be. And so stick around for myth number six. Uh, we're going to get into that. But um, this is, is a myth that absolutely needs to be busted right now. If you are thinking that, you know, you need to shell out a bunch of money first. Uh, a lot of people, this comes in a lot of forms. A lot of people will think that they need to get a business structure first. You know, do you have to get a domain name, a trademark, an EIN, an LLC or an S corp or whatever. So I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you any advice along those lines, but a lot of people put that first. And I think often that's a mistake, uh, unless what you're offering really needs protection through some of those means. Other people have gone and purchased a lot of equipment, or they have gotten an agency or a virtual assistant on board. They've got things to outsource. They have purchased technology. And then people get very overwhelmed by all of this. So they are all bogged down. So they have all of these things lined up, but they aren't really the right things. And they're kind of already overwhelmed before they even have a clear idea of how to stitch those things together. And they don't have a real clear idea about the actual course itself. So it, it does not need to be expensive and you do not need to do all of these things uh, first. And there really doesn't need to be a whole lot of uh, production um, assistance or, or technology in order to do this well. It's much, much more important to have a clear picture 
of that validated course idea. Because really what we're describing in this second myth is kind of the pre-course phase, right? You aren't really, you're, you're not even in the online course yet. You're, you've put a bunch of stuff uh, bef- in between you and your ability to launch, and you really often don't need to do that. The truth is that you can launch and deliver for almost nothing. And again, we will get into that later. Online course myth number three is that online courses are only for side hustles or side gigs. So with the online educational business taking off at an incredibly astronomical pace, um, this one may not apply to you. Um, You maybe already have drank the Kool-Aid and you already know this is a good idea. And in 2020, there is such a gig economy booming in just about every sector. So physician side gigs are very common. They're all the rage. Uh, It's so common for physicians to have side gig nowadays that most people won't even give this a second thought. But I know that for some of you, you are thinking, wait a minute, I'm a very serious professional. I have a main gig, right? I have a day job. I'm I'm a physician. I'm a thought leader. I'm a well-known expert. And I don't want to dilute my professional brand by launching sort of a silly side gig course. If you are listening to this podcast, probably just a minority of you might be uh, thinking about this, thinking along these lines, but it is absolutely a myth. Let me help you with that. Online courses are exactly up your alley. They are, yes, they definitely do make great side gigs, but they can also be very lucrative. And perhaps more importantly, they're one of the best ways, I think, to firmly establish your thought leadership and your expertise to a broader, even global audience, which then leads to other opportunities and other things that are perhaps more aligned with your traditional view of your own success. I think it's a little bit similar to if you wrote a book. So while your course is making you money and helping you help the greatest number of people possible, you are also solidifying your professional brand in ways that are extremely helpful in the traditional sense. So online courses are not just for side hustles. That is a myth. Okay, online course myth number four, online courses should contain everything you know. This is absolutely a myth, but it is one of the things that holds a lot of people back because they think, you know, in order to justify the value and the price, you've got to put in every single thing that you know. And in this sort of quest for ironclad completeness and thoroughness, what ends up happening is either it's too overwhelming for you to make, or if you are successful in stuffing in everything that you know, you end up overwhelming your students, which is not what they need, right? Remember what it's like to be a new learner or wherever you are in your journey, People don't need to know everything. They need to know enough to accomplish a sort of a finite goal, right? Something that has a, a, a beginning and an end. So it's up to you to describe sort of those bookends and, you know, what is the level to which you're teaching? Can someone be a complete beginner? Is it more advanced? Do they already need to know some things? What can they expect to learn? You know, what, where will they be when they're done? Definitely people want to understand all of that. So that's important to paint a picture for sort of what they will get, but you do not want, you really don't, not only do you not need to, but you really don't want to put in everything that you know, because that is overwhelming to students. It's called overstuffing is also a huge, but very common mistake that you hear with speakers. Again, speakers at the podium, and you know, you've heard this where someone is really just going a mile a minute, trying to make sure that they say every single thing there is to know on a topic and squeeze it all into the lecture that isn't really useful, right? A person doesn't leave that, that presentation knowing something new. They leave just thinking, wow, that, that person who just presented knows an awful lot, but it doesn't help them, the audience member. So when you're thinking about your students, um, if it's overwhelming you to even think about how you're going to put all of those ideas and all the knowledge you have into a course format, 
Just think about how overwhelmed your students will be and pick something that is more delineated and smaller. Do a good job within a specific scope. You do not, and you should not include everything that you know. Um, That is going to cause sort of paralysis for you, and it's going to impede the progress of your students. Okay, online course myth number five, online courses are passive income side gigs. So a lot of people think about passive income side gigs, and they're generally thinking about income streams that, you know, kind of once you set it up, it earns money over time and you don't have to do anything. So online courses, in my view, do not fit that description. They are not totally passive income side gigs or passive adjuncts to your main gig. It's true that you can set up an online course to be evergreen, meaning that it's going to be available all the time for people to sign up and take on demand, but you will have to keep an eye on your content. You will need to freshen it up, make sure that it is, that it stays accurate, that it's consistent with the times, make sure everything is still working. You will have to make sure that people know about it. So you're going to need to engage, uh, perhaps not in formal marketing, but you're going to need to continue to, to talk about it. Uh, or somehow to make sure that people are aware of it. You're going to have, if you have customers, questions from those customers. So you're going to need to field questions from potential students. uh, And perhaps you're most likely to need to do some periodic course launches, even if the content itself stays evergreen. So while there is a benefit in that the online courses do allow you to make money and to help others without sort of a Uh, hours for dollars, even exchange there, right? With, you know, those, you can be asleep and someone can be taking your online course. So you can uh, scale in that way, but I wouldn't really call it passive income. I think there is um, maintenance both for your content and also for making sure that people know about it and continue to enroll, at least when you're first getting started. Okay. Finally, online course myth number six It is a myth that creating and launching a course is easy to do from all of the information on the internet. I think this is 100% false. It is definitely true that there's tons of information on the internet. Um, A lot of it is free and the sources are varied. The quality is kind of unknown. And most importantly, there is a ton of noise. So it's really, really easy to go down these rabbit holes, Uh, rabbit holes that are, you know, talking about again, technology seems to be a place that people get really stuck uh, or how to, how to, you know, what do you need to do before you launch the course? And I'm here to tell you, I I wouldn't do that first, right? That's something you can do once you've decided you've got something really great and you want to fancy it up. But rabbit holes galore. Um, Also, there's a lot of one size fits all recommendations and therefore there's not necessarily good results. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of ways to get this wrong. And I'll tell you, I have gotten it wrong over the years and I have learned a lot one of the first online courses I launched, I spent all this time writing and animating and recording. And I put it on one of those mega course websites, which was a huge mistake. Because in the first few months, I sold over 2000 courses, which blew me away. I 2000, you know, and my course is priced moderately at a couple hundred dollars. But guess how much I made? I made less than $100, having sold 2000 courses that were priced at a several hundred dollar price point. But how did that happen? It's because I didn't fully understand the platform and how it worked. I didn't fully get the structure and I didn't really understand sort of the pros and cons of doing it that way. I was just so focused again on that content and I made the mistake there of spending all the time, you know, doing animated slides and all all of this sort of effort that was not necessary to communicate the content. But at the time I did not appreciate that. I I really was focused on uh, 100% the wrong things. 
Anyway, I've made plenty of mistakes, a lot of opportunities to learn, but now I do have several flagship courses that do really well and and they help a lot of people. I also have former students who have successful online courses now, ranging really across the board from physician wellness, meditation, uh, to, to burnout prevention, to malpractice, to, uh, physician finances. So really across the board, I'll include some of those links over in my show notes as well. If you'd like to take a look at what some of my former students are doing today. And so while I do think it's a myth that creating and launching an online course is super easy to figure out from the internet, I don't think that it's hard to figure out. I just think it is hard to figure out from trial and error and hard to figure out from the information avalanche uh, that's out there when you do your own Google searches. So in that spirit, and because so many of you have asked, uh, I know some people are really just sort of curious or hobbyists and you don't want to invest and, and you're not serious about wanting to do anything. And those folks, I think, should just pop around the internet and see what's out there and get a flavor for things. Uh, But people who are serious eventually do want really streamlined information delivered by someone they know and they trust from end to end. And so with that in mind, I'm inviting you, if you're listening now, to my webinar, Launch an Online Course at Any Budget. This is a webinar workshop, and I'm going to walk through a few major things to save you big time in terms of not only time, but also money and effort. I'm going to talk about how to validate your course, as I've mentioned a few times, how to validate your course before you spend all the time and energy to physically create it. So all of the time to sit down and map what you're going to do and the technology aspect in terms of, you know, what you're going to, how you're going to deliver it. We're going to validate it first so that you know that it will sell. And so you know that it is worth the investment that you're about to put out there. Um, then speaking of investment, we're going to talk about how to deliver a high quality course for really almost no money. And I know people are asking this question, so I will, I'm going to say, yes, I am going to talk about specific platforms and methods. So if you come and attend this webinar, you will leave with that specific way, um, not just sort of a general way where you have to wonder exactly how to implement it. And then I will also cover the other end of the spectrum, how to deliver a high quality course with a higher end feel if you do have money to invest and you want your students experience to feel a bit more premium. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes, or you can just come on over to marjoriestiegelermd.com forward slash online course webinar, all one word. So to wrap up this episode, just remember the things that you do need are few. You need actual experience or expertise in your subject matter so that you have legitimate credibility because the internet is flooded with a lot of folks who don't. That's just sort of a note of caution. So you need that. And you also need this validated course idea that solves a specific problem or meets a specific need for a specific audience. But you do not need to be held back by the other six myths that we just busted. Do not be held back because you think someone else is already doing it. Do not be held back because you think it's too expensive to produce and create. Do not be held back because you think online courses are only for side hustles. Uh, They are for serious professionals as well. Do not be held back by the overwhelm of thinking that your online course needs to contain everything you know about a subject. That's something that's a mistake that you should definitely not do. Do not fall for the myth that online courses are passive income side gigs. They can be, uh, generating money in a somewhat passive way, but there is some maintenance. So I don't want for you uh, to be misinformed about that and do not be held back or really frankly sabotaged 
by spending your time trying to piecemeal this together from advice all over the place on the internet. There's too many rabbit holes, too many sort of one size fits all solutions that won't be right for you. So don't do that. That will result in you spending a bunch of time, money, and wasted effort that often leaves people really disappointed and so frustrated that they give up on something that they really could pursue. So I hope you'll join me for this webinar workshop. It's going to be really great and very valuable. I think you'll find it really, really helpful. But whether or not you do, just know that I am cheering for you to get your ideas out of your head and into reality in an online course. You really can do this. And it's so rewarding on so many levels. Remember that this is a way to help an enormous number of people, far more people than you could ever help one-on-one. And I know for many of you, that is the ultimate goal, right? You want to help as many people as possible. You want to make as big of an impact as possible. And today, having a successful online course is one of the best ways to do exactly that. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Career Prescription. Be sure to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you're using to listen today, and definitely send me those questions so I can answer them and give you a shout out on a future episode. Bye for now. (music) 